Welcome to the Hometown Hour on this lovely Tuesday. Hard to believe it's the second week in October already. I know. Time's just flying. It is. It is. And that wonderful voice that you hear is Jason Workman, the fire marshal for Mooresville Fire and Rescue, also known as Fire Marshal Woody. Welcome back to the show, Woody. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. Excited that it is Amazon Prime Day, if Mm -hmm. you didn't know. For all those people out there working, we know you're probably on your phone or a web browser buying stuff on Amazon today. I was literally looking at Amazon Prime before I left to come here. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying Christmas is around the corner. Now is the time to stock up. That's right. Well, with that, we're going to move into one good thing. This is something for all of our longtime listeners, or if you're new to the show, this is something we like to do at the start of every show to just kick off and share one good thing that's happened um, either within the past week, uh, personally, professionally, anything like that. So my one good thing is that we had a great Mortal Motorsports Festival last week. Um, Don't know if you were able to attend that, Woody. No, I was actually out of town. Oh, well, you missed a good time. There were uh, quite a lot of people uptown, quite a lot of um, NASCAR presence, uh, several drivers there. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say their names because I'm not that knowledgeable about the NASCAR, and I would mess this up. But Team Penske, Team Penske had a lot of representation there. Um, and we also had a great concert by Diamond Rio. Really good crowd, um, even for a Tuesday night. And I know a lot of people ask on our social media, ask at the event, why is this on a Tuesday? Why don't you have this on a Saturday? And that's because since it, uh, the Mooresville Motorsports Festival and the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame is always an induction of a um, generally former um, auto racing aficionado. We hold them on Tuesdays because it's NASCAR season. And anybody right. that knows anything about NASCAR knows that Wednesday's travel day for the crew. And then the drivers are going out late in the week because they've got to practice and run on Sunday wherever they're running. So Busy schedule and don't want to interrupt nothing like that. Exactly. So always a Tuesday. Uh, That's why we had the big event on the Tuesday, and we appreciate everybody coming out for that um, and enjoying the great Diamond Rio concert. It was a a really good thing. And if I can add one more personal good thing, um, I was able to go on vacation with my husband and enjoy some time away. And that's always a great thing to do, particularly when you're a parent and you don't get that time very often. So that was a good thing. I'm two weeks away from mine. (laughs) I know you're going to enjoy that because you've been talking about it for yes, several months. Yes, it's the start. Well, Woody, you were sharing with me before we went on air uh, one good thing. And for all our listeners, this this story doesn't necessarily start out good. No. So just, just hold with us for a little bit That's because right. there there is a silver lining to it. That's right. So uh, my good thing is... Uh, 12 years ago to the day, I actually had um, a fire save. Um, It involved a house fire that was up in uh, Wayside's Fire District Mm -hmm. up off of Bethesda Road in Statesville. And um, I was actually working up there part-time on my days off from from the fire department when I was still riding the engine here in town. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we were dispatched to a, um, a house fire off of Bethesda, which was located about a half mile away from the station, and um, a two-year-old girl was trapped inside. Oh, no. And um, myself, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Pete Deans, uh, which is, I think, now the fire chief of Wayside was with me. Mm-hmm. Eddie Harp, which is also a, uh, excuse me, <coughs> an engineer with the Statesville Fire Department. And Jeremy Yance, who is also a captain with Iredo County Sheriff's Department right now, was so, with us that day when we a, were dispatched. A lot of crossover there with, with staff and um even at the time when you said you were you were working for Mooresville, but you went up there um, on your days off to work with Wayside. Yep. So a, a lot of um, collaboration in the, this event. But tell us a little bit more about what happened. So uh, we were uh, we were like I said we were dispatched to a house fire, and um, <coughs> there was a uh, report that a small child was still stuck inside. Oh, no. And that's that's a call you never want to hear. No. And it kind of gets the adrenaline going. You know, as a firefighter, each and every day when we go to work, um, e- even at our volunteer houses mm-hmm. that we volunteer at or work at, um, there is so much emphasis on training. Yes. So much that there's so much repetition in what we do in each and every day that... There's a reason for it. It's muscle memory. Exactly. So when you're put in a situation like what myself and three other guys were put in on that on that day, you do, you don't think. Yeah. And <clears throat> and luckily, you know, that training paid off. That's what we all joined the fire service to do. You know, of course, every fireman, we love fire, but, <laughs> you know, we don't enjoy it to the much at other people's expenses. You know, we get excited about fires because there's not very many house fires in, sure. t- in today's time versus, you know, the early 90s and early 2000s and sure. um, because of the fire prevention efforts. And um, so when we have the opportunity to actually practice the skills that we learn, we get excited about it because we get to to do what we were trained to do. And on that day, four individuals, including myself, was able to do something that is unique and rare because homes are not built the same as they were, you know, 50 years ago. A lot of advances. We call them legacy homes. Homes burn much faster now. Oh, Um, really? So, you know, in what we call a legacy home, um, it takes about 15 minutes to get really good full involvement or for somebody to escape a major fire. And now mm-hmm. you're looking at three to five minutes. Oh, my gosh. Because of the building material and the contents. So much more flammable. Yep. But uh, we ended up going in and mm-hmm. uh, we located uh, the two-year-old girl and was able to get her out. <clears throat> she did suffer some significant third-degree burns. Um, and was airlifted to Baptist, and she spent uh, six to eight months at Baptist Burn Center. Oh, gosh, I imagine so, yeah. And um, <clears throat> she's doing uh, great. She's doing great now. Uh, she's in eighth, I think, eighth or ninth grade now. Oh, 14, wow. 15 years old. And um, 
I, every year, October the 10th. So it's, it's a special day. You don't necessarily celebrate it, but you remember it. That's right. And I know we were talking in, and said that you're still in contact with this this young lady now. Yep. Um, and I'm sure y'all have a special bond. Absolutely. Just because of that one incident. Well, that is, didn't start out as a good story. Nope. But ended as a good story. And thank you so much for sharing that. I, I'm glad that that ended well. I'm glad that you don't have more of those stories to share because right. you don't ever want any incidences like that to happen. And coming up, let's talk more about Mooresville Fire and Rescue and Fire Safety Month. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Woody. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour. We appreciate you joining us on this lovely Tuesday, October 10th. And with me today, I have Mortal Fire Rescue Fire Marshal Jason Workman. And during our break, if you're just joining us, um, Fire Marshal Woody just shared a great story about how uh, 12 years ago today, he and several other firefighters were able to rescue this two-year-old girl from a house fire. And after extensive recovery, you know, she's doing well. And so today's kind of the celebration day. But during our break, Woody also shared a story with me that is definitely not got a downturn to it. <laughs> it is definitely... All comical. That's right. That's right. So tell me a little bit about the uh, the incident that we had um, earlier this week. So uh, first and foremost, I I do not advocate anybody attempting this in any way, shape, or form. But uh, we almost had a pretty pretty bad fire yesterday. What happened? Um, so we were dispatched to a possible structure fire in a um, um, area east of town <clears throat> and uh guys got on scene and had a little bit of light smoke showing but what had happened was um the homeowner yeah used a blowtorch to try to kill some roaches oh boy that that's were, intense it, that was in the cabinet and um uh, he he got done he he didn't think nothing about it thought well I don't see anything. There's no fire, and went back to doing whatever he was doing. And uh, neighbors happened to walk outside and notice his roof was on fire. Oh bless! <laughs> and um, they grabbed their fire extinguisher uh -huh. and um, went and, and got the the resident's attention. And they both used fire extinguishers to extinguish the fire. That was in the cabinets. And then the fire department came and yeah, checked out everything else. And made sure the fire was completely out. So um, educational tip number one, don't use a blowtorch to kill insects of any type. Especially um, in your house. Yes. Especially in cabinets. <clears throat> yeah, and and it kind of drives home the importance of um, making sure you got working smoke alarms in your house. That's true. I think you said that there were no smoke alarms in this house. That's correct. Wow. 
And if there had been, maybe the the homeowner could have been alerted to it. You you never know. The situations are different. I mean, it kind of goes back to the story I was talking about earlier. Sure. You know, with uh, the two-year-old, if if that had been working smoke alarms inside the home, that could have changed the the injuries and the outcome of that fire and and how it all went down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, did the roaches die? Do we know? Unfortunately, not all of them. Oh, man. Yeah. I can tell you when we was kind of opening, well, not me, uh, but the fire department um, was checking the extension in the roof. Um, mm-hmm. There was some still that survived. <laughs> so. I, th- I think this is this is a life lesson about roaches. Yeah. They can even survive fire. They can survive a nuclear attack, oh. just like a Twinkie. Just remember that. So, ladies and gentlemen, no blow torches on no the insects, particularly inside the house. Make sure you've got working smoke alarms. Make sure you have smoke alarms Absolutely. and make sure they're working. Yep. And don't take the batteries out of them. Oh, my goodness. The batteries just, you know, the cost of one battery could cost you your life. Absolutely. That's how important it is. A couple bucks can make a difference whether you, somebody lives or dies in a fire. Absolutely. And and I can I have a little story <laughs> to tell about that because our um, smoke alarms always or smoke detectors, the batteries always seem to die at 2 a.m. Always. Like always. I, it is. It is. It is a thing. Dies at 2 a.m. I really think there's a conspiracy, and then that has been somehow programmed into that. I believe it 100%. I've been doing this for, you know, 25, 26 years, and it never fails. Two, three o'clock in the morning when you're good and asleep, and then you hear a little chirp that wakes you up. Absolutely. So there was one time that that happened, and my husband... Woke him up, rah, 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 mad, and waking up in the middle of the night and gets the little <clears throat> step ladder, goes up and takes the battery out of the smoke detector. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll go get you a new battery. It's fine. No, I'll fix it in the morning. I'm like, you will not. <laughs> you so, will fix it right so now. It's kind of funny. So people's like, well, how do we get around this from happening in the future? Well, it goes back to the original um, educational uh, parts of smoke alarms. You change, change. your batteries change. twice a year, spring and the fall. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, if they do, do away with the time change, we used to say um, um, when the time changes, change your batteries. Sure. <clears throat> that way you don't, it reduces the opportunity to have dead batteries and smoke Beep. alarms. That way, as long as you're getting your batteries taken care of, if you do hear a chirp, the mm-hmm. chances of the detector needing to be replaced are far greater now. Sure. Because <clears throat> so, of all the changes in technology. Oh, so. yeah. They, they've gotten crazy smart. Now, this is a legitimate question that I may or may not be asking for my own house and my own good. I know that they have... Um, CO detectors that mm-hmm. you can plug into outlets. And cool. I love that with everything in my soul because that's one less battery that mm-hmm. I have to worry about changing. Right. Do they have smoke detectors that plug into outlets? No. So there is a difference between the two. Okay. <clears throat> so smoke is going to rise. Go it, it's Got going it. to go up. CO is heavier than air. So CO is going to stay low. So... 
Um, I know a lot of homes have combination smoke and CO alarms <clears throat> on their ceiling, and that's fine because, you know, small quantities of CO, you know, over a short period of time or even several days is really not – it affects people differently. Sure. But once it gets to the point to where it fills a compartment or a room, it's going to start activating early on. Um <clears throat> When it activates, the activation rate at it is so low, mm-hmm. it's it's not in an area that it could be detrimental okay. um, immediately. But long term, it could be a major problem. Oh, yes, um, Because definitely. you can't see it, you can't smell it, and we call it the silent killer. Because you go to sleep, and if you've got a carb- or CO issue <clears throat> or a gas issue, mm-hmm. you may not wake up. It'll put you in that much of a deeper sleep. Yeah. So we want, typically, we want your CO alarms to be lower and um, your smoke alarms higher. And you you don't need one in every room, just one per floor. Oh, okay. I think I've got two per floor, so maybe I'm an overachiever. Hey, the more the better, you know. Um, I always encourage that, but one per floor and that's all you need. Wow, but smoke alarms, we need more Absolutely. than one more floor. Uh, it don't matter. You know, um, the building code talks about, you know, it's changed so much over the last 20 years since I've been doing this. You know, before it only required one smoke alarm in the common area, and that was it. Oh, or wow. Outs- or just outside the bedroom. Even multi-story <clears throat> houses? Yeah. So oh, now, in today's code, they're required in all common spaces, hallways, and every bedroom. And if one activates, they all have to activate. So, and they have to be hardwired and with battery backup. Oh. So it's a it's a double safety feature. Oh wow! Now, so if you have a power outage, you still got working smoke the batteries alarms. and the working yeah. the smoke alarms and their 10-year batteries instead of uh, a lot of them got built-in 10-year batteries so, so what i'm hearing to... you tell me is that i need to replace all the smoke detectors in my house to get those 10-year batteries so i don't hear beep that's right that's right every one of them now's got um most of the ones now is um i would highly recommend the the self-enclosed mm-hmm. batteries that you don't have to replace their 10-year alarms sure just for that reason, so you don't take it out and forget to put it back. Or you don't take it out at 2 a.m. and then exactly. you're, you're too tired to put it back in. That's right. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, if you haven't guessed, this <clears throat> month is Fire Safety Month, which is why we have Fire Marshal Woody with us, giving us all these great tips about smoke alarms, CO2 alarms, please don't blow torch your roaches, yep. all of those wonderful things. So... Fire Safety Month, the whole month of October, or is it just a specific? So, so nationally, it is uh, Monday was the first day of Fire Prevention Week. Okay. It's a nationally recognized uh, week throughout throughout the country uh, to rec- recognize the importance of fire safety. And uh, here in Mooresville, <clears throat> we uh, we kind of take it a step further due mm-hmm. to the the volume of the. The schools that we have, the, sure. the number of small children, preschoolers, it usually, we well, <clears throat> we usually take and focus the entire month of October and majority of November to push information out and educate our, our children and even adults 
um, over a course of the next month and a half. So that's a huge part of what the fire marshal's office does. You guys also have a lot of different jobs. You yep. investigate the fires and the causes and um, determine the cause if yep. if it's arson or anything like that. You um, also work with our building inspections um, department for any code violations for um Safety inspections for those life safety things like egress, like make sure you have smoke detectors and um, sprinklers and all those wonderful things. But you also have a big educational piece to what you do. That's right. Well, let's talk more about that in our upcoming segment because I know Fire Marshal Woody has made a big presence this year. And I think he's got lots of things planned for this upcoming month. So very exciting. Stay tuned, folks. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour on this lovely Tuesday. We have with us today Mooresville Fire and Rescue Fire Marshal Jason Workman, also known as Fire Marshal Woody. And this month is Fire Safety Month. Technically, this week is National Fire Prevention Week. Yep. But we are celebrating and promoting education the entire month. And one thing that we talked about in our previous segment was CO detectors or carbon monoxide detectors in the home. Now, Woody, I know a lot of people um, around here have natural gas appliances, have Mm -hmm. natural gas fireplaces, um, and all those things in their house. Do CO detectors detect any kind of leaks associated with natural gas? No, they do not. That's a... a, uh, common mistake people make mm-hmm. um, because they think just because they have gas that if they have a gas leak that the CO detectors will let them know that there's a gas leak and that is not true. <clears throat> so CO detectors job is to let you know when something is not burning correctly or there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So typically, like gas fireplaces or kerosene heaters, if it's not burning correctly, Mm -hmm. um, whether the fuel is too rich or too not enough, it could cause incomplete combustion of the product and it will produce CO. But that's not necessarily letting you know that it's a gas leak. There's a, it's letting you know that there's a problem with the equipment sure. not burning right. <clears throat> so for, you know, gas leaks, you really need to have specialized gas detectors to let you know that there's a gas leak. So there are products out there mm-hmm. or available um, that will pick up um, gas leaks and they're gas detectors. Um you got uh, natural gas detectors. You got propane. There's so many things, and they've got some that'll pick up on two or three different ones. It just depends on what you can find out there on the market. So it's super important for people to have if they Absolutely. have any type of natural gas in their house, whether that is um, water heater, whether <clears throat> it's the fireplace, whether oh, it's yeah. appliances. Most definitely. And 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 I'm not saying you got to have one or the other. I recommend both because... If you have a gas leak, you know, you got that covered if you got a gas detector. But if you have an equipment issue, the CO detector is there to help 
provide that, give you that added safety. And the smoke detectors there. That's right. To make sure, too. So the more the better in this case. And this is really important, knowing about natural gas and understanding <laughs> how it can impact your home. Because I know recently we had a major um, event in the Mooresville area yep. that involved natural gas. And just seeing what occurred at that incident and the devastation that was um, wreaked havoc on that house. Uh, I'm, it's nothing like I've ever seen in my career. Um, and you've been doing this how long? 26 years. Wow. Yeah, and and the thing is, they knew something was leaking. Mm-hmm. That That's the hard part, and that's the reason why we want to make sure, especially all the listeners out there, and, and pass this information along. Even if you don't know what the smell is, don't be afraid to call 911. Get somebody out there to check it just to make sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it I, is so dangerous. Incredibly that. dangerous. And I know I know people may think, well, oh, I'll, I'll get somebody to come out and check in in a couple days, or I'll call my guy that does my electrical and gas things. Um, I don't want to bug the fire department with this. I don't want to call 911 for something like this. But it is so important because it could go from not a problem to problem within seconds. Yeah, and, and then it's too late. And then it's way too late. So, yeah, always call your local fire department. Call 911. Um, If you smell gas or anything like that, um, they will be more than happy to come out and check. I see some of the calls that um, Mooresville Fire Rescue responds to, and it can be just um, changing smoke detector batteries at at 2 a.m. for the... um, wonderful um, little old ladies. I see those calls come through all the time and you guys are more than happy to go out to those calls. You're definitely going to be more than happy to come out and investigate when someone's smelling gas in their house. So great things to know um, as we're during the special fire safety month. Um, One other thing that I know Fire Marshal Woody has been really advocating this year um, and many years past, but definitely this year is education for kids having a fire safety plan. Why is that important for young people? Well, first and foremost, you know, a lot of a lot of people and in, in including, you know, young parents and even older parents, uh, you know, believe that all this will never happen. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had an issue. It's so easy to think that. And we all get complacent. And then when something happens, it's like a total shock. Um, and it puts you in a situation where now you're thinking, well, oh, my goodness, what do I need to do? Yeah. Uh, so having that plan and practicing what am I going to do or my family going to do if we have a fire, either on the first floor or second floor, how do we get out? Um, you got to know this stuff and practice. It's basically repetition. It's kind of um, like what we were talking about earlier, that muscle, muscle memory. memory. Yep. Yeah, so so have a safety plan. Make sure your kids, no matter what their age is, know That's the safety right. plan. Review it frequently. Um, how many exits should we have from each room? Oh, at least two. Um, and we get asked all the time, well, one of my bedroom on the second or third floor. Well, they make escape ladders. Mm-hmm. So different hardware stores do sell escape ladders of different lengths. They, uh, they are mounted 
different ways. Um, some can be kept in a closet. Some can be mounted to the window frame or below the windowsill in case something happens. Um, there's options there, um, but got to have at least two. There's been so many times, even with the smaller children, um, kind of go back a second where um, teaching young young children what to do. I can't I can't count the number of kindergarten and first grade age children mm -hmm. that called nine one one because their parents had a medical emergency based off the information that we provided to them in a fire fire setting um, when we visited the school. Wow! So they do pay attention. Yeah, they sure and, do. And and. It's up to us as older adults to be able to teach them that. Absolutely. And, and you brought up an important point about kids calling 911. I know that could be a scary thing for a lot of kids. Yep. And if they don't have access to a cell phone, which some kids don't, my youngest doesn't, mm -hmm. then how would they call? Well, they've got so many great ways that you can have that access for young kids nowadays, whether yep. it is on their iPad that's connected to Wi-Fi, whether it's through like a... You uh, can text. You can text. You can, a lot of times, I'm, I'm going to throw out the name Alexa, and this is not a plug, but if you have a home system, a smart system like yep. that... You Even can your say phone, call like my phone, I, the way I've got my phone set up, I say, hey, Siri. And hey, Siri, call 911. Mm -hmm. And it, the phone will automatically call 911. Yeah. Um, so there is so many options out there. And I mean, the times have changed since I started. I mean, we didn't have all these options. when Had those rare to yeah, yeah. Um, But if, if a child calls 911, and does it on accident. Important thing, don't panic. And don't hang up. Don't panic. Don't hang up. The dispatchers are going to ask some questions. Yep. They're going to want to know name. They're going to want to know if there's an adult around. They're going to want to know address. And nobody's in trouble. No. They just want to make sure everything's okay. And um, the good thing is they remembered the number. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They remembered the number. Um, but, yeah, and I know that's... Uh, as a small child, that is an automatic reaction. Say you're accidentally messing around or whatever, playing with your friends, and, and you call 911 on accident. You automatically want to hang up. Don't do that. Answer the dispatcher's questions. Everything's yeah, going to be because, okay. Because what happens is if you, even as an adult <clears throat> or a small child calls 911 and mm -hmm. they hang up, mm -hmm. well, one, they're going to be calling back. They do. First-hand experience, they two, do call back. If you don't answer, you're getting the police. The exactly. police is coming to the last location of that phone call. And they want, because they don't know if it's a, a domestic issue. They don't know if somebody's in trouble being held against their will or somebody could be severely injured. They don't know. Absolutely. So they have to send somebody out to check to make sure everybody's fine. And by just staying on the line, talking to the communicator and letting them know, say, hey, you know, I'm sorry this was an accident, it's okay. It absolutely is. All good things to know. What else do we tell our kids um, during Fire Safety Month and any time throughout the year to be prepared for 
whether it's a home fire or whether it's the a gas biggest leak. the biggest thing that I I truly want to advocate anytime that you experience a fire or have smoke in your home get out seconds count mm-hmm. um, we was I think we was talking about this right before we went on air sure you know the homes are built a lot different today they burn quicker. Yeah. You don't have the time that we used to have to get out of a house. To grab your photos, yeah, album you, yeah, of you, grandma. You don't no, have you, that time. You go. And all of that stuff is, is, you can't put a price on your life. All this other stuff is just, it's material things. Yeah. And um, while some of it is irreplaceable, your life is also irreplaceable. Exactly. And you just can't go to Walmart and pick up a new you. Nope. And don't go back in once you're out. Stay out. Have a meeting place. Um, you know, know your neighbors in case something does happen. Um, you can reach to them for assistance or help, especially the younger kids. So, All good things to know and remember. Well, coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about some other holiday safety tips because that's coming up soon. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour. We are just flying through this show today on Tuesday, October 10th with Marshall Fire Rescue's Fire Marshal Jason Workman, a.k.a. Fire Marshal Woody. And Woody, we were talking about before we went to break about having a safety plan, knowing routes to escape, and not going back in. And you shared a story with me, and we're not going to go back over the whole story, but a actual fire mm-hmm. that uh, mortal fire rescue has experienced where an individual decided to go back in for a family pet it was actually just on the outskirts of the city mm-hmm. um, but a lot of us that work for Morsel was on that call sure uh, kind of goes back to where on our days off we work volunteer departments as well absolutely and we extend mutual aid to any of the volunteer agencies in our area but that individual made it i think you said 10 feet back in the house yeah um um, unfortunately he he set a couple of fires inside the house and um, was sitting outside on the porch and a bystander was coming by and and noticed the house was on fire and said hey you know your house is on fire he said i know i i said it and she asked, was everybody out of the house? And he said, yes. And she said, well, what about your dog? And he said, oh, no. And he went back in for the dog. And he went back in, and literally we, we found him 10 feet from the front door. Because it, all the smoke. Yep, it, it, it's instant, you know. We try to teach small kids, you know, you know, get low, low as you can. Get that fresh air because if you go to stand up, the heat and the smoke, it's instant. Wow. That is, that is crazy. It's so important to have a plan. So important to have working smoke alarms. So important to not set fires in your house and not That's use right. a blowtorch to kill roaches in yeah, your house. Yeah, most definitely. And all the, the things that we have learned on today's show. <laughs> um, but coming up, we are coming into a time, holiday season, winter season, and... I'm, I'm going to throw out that there's probably more house fire calls that you get in relation to holiday activities, decorating, it, and also 
the space heaters and the the things to keep you warm during the winter. Yeah, so a lot of times um, it it can be a very active holiday season, mm-hmm. especially from the start of October through March. Um, it can span. be yeah, it's it's an extremely long span. Uh, one from you know the holiday seasons, sure, and then we go jump straight into the winter months. Um, you're exactly right. I mean, it can be, it can be very overwhelming at times. So, what are some things that people should look out for, pay close attention to, and make sure they are following safety procedures? So, for? first, first and foremost, especially with the holiday seasons, um, extension cords and surge protectors. Use some surge protectors. Now, the key is um, don't overload your surge protectors. Mm-hmm. All surge protectors must be plugged into an outlet. Don't plug them into an extension cord. <laughs> okay? I, I'm, I'm sitting here cataloging my yeah. mind. Have I done that before? So um, as far as extension cords go, um, if they do not have a ground plug, they are not designed for use longer than 20 to 45 minutes. Oh, wow. So they're only designed for temporary use. So if you got extension cords in your home that don't have ground plugs on them. Mm-hmm. And that's that third prong for that's anybody that third knows. prong. Uh, don't use them. Get rid of them. Get you a surge protector. Um, and don't be like Clark Griswold and have all of the plugs, 50 things plugged into one receptacle or one surge protector. Um for all of those holiday decorations that's and right. lights. Yep. Shaking it and beating it. Probably not a good idea. No. And then um, the other thing is um, candles. Candles mm-hmm. are another big one. Um, if you're going to use candles, make sure that it's being monitored. Never leave your home uh, with candles lit. Just blow them out. You can relight them when you come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you got loose combustibles away from them at least three feet away from your space heaters, making sure that you got proper clearance from anything combustible, beds, curtains, and stuff like that. Never refuel space heaters if you got fuel-fired space heaters Mm -hmm. inside the residence or while it's on. Let it cool, take it outside, and refill them outside. Um, We see a a lot of fires that I've been throughout my career is because they fueling inside their home or they got electric space heaters and they got items that are combustible too close and cause fires and those electric space heaters um i've just experienced through through work personal use and everything those can be a little scary just because of the smells that they can emit. Yep, and it's like leading into right now. So a lot of people, we get a lot of calls with the cold weather. Mm-hmm. When they first time firing up their furnaces, they smell something burning. Uh, that's, that's nothing but dust. Yeah. Dust c- accumulates on the, the burners of your, your home um, HVAC system. So when you kick on... The heat for the first time, it's gonna, you're gonna smell that burning st- dust smell or something burning smell, mm-hmm. and chances are that's exactly what it is. It's just burning off the dust. But still, but call nine one one. Absolutely. If if you don't know what the smell is and you smell something burning, never hesitate to call and let us come out and check it out. It's better to be safe than sorry. 
Absolutely. And um, you've mentioned a couple of times, and we're going to mention it again, houses nowadays are built in such a way that they burn very fast. Extremely fast. So by the time you ascertain, oh, well, maybe that was just... A comparison, uh, so, yeah. and I'll just throw this sure. number because I know we're we're kind of limited on time, and it gets a, <laughs> it gets in a whole realm of things. So, um, an older home, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say a home built in the early eighties. Okay. All right, we'll just throw that year out. Um, the average time, if you experience an unwanted fire in your home, mm-hmm. uh, the average time you had about ten to fifteen minutes to exit the home. That Once, seems like that seems like forever. It it is it is truly forever, especially when fire doubles every minute in wow. size. Today, you have three to five minutes to escape from the time that, depending on the size of the fire and what stage the fire's in, and it could be less than that. Oh, absolutely. Particularly, I, I would imagine at night, you're asleep, you yep. you hear the smoke detector, it takes you a little while to get figure out what's going on, and then by that point, you may only have a minute. Yeah, it's just like mobile homes. So mobile homes, you know, when they're built, from the fire starting to complete full involvement in the building burns to the ground was 17 to 18 minutes, traditionally. Mm-hmm. It is less than five minutes now. Wow. Less than five minutes from the time the fire starts until it is all sitting on the ground is less than five minutes. So important to have those smoke alarms to give you Absolutely. those extra seconds. So important to have a plan to know what to do so that you're not panicking and losing precious time. Wow. This is all very good information. Um, for for our listeners, no matter what their age is and no matter what the season is, because fires happen any time. They just don't happen yeah, around right. the holidays. It does not discriminate time. on anything. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It, a fire can occur right now. I, I remember Even in this building. Even in this <laughs> building. I hope not. But yeah. I remember uh, Chief Hess, who is one of our assistant chiefs that does most of our training and recruiting, um, always said, Fires don't stop at 5 p.m. That's right. This way, you got to train for them ever, all the time, in all different types of weather and situations because and you never know. Accidents happen with severe weather coming in. Mm-hmm. You never know. Well, coming up, since it is the holiday season, Fire Marshal Woody, I, I hear tell that we should expect some um, special messages and videos from you. Is that correct? That is correct. We just wrapped up shooting some videos yesterday, um, and uh, our favorite co-part, uh, Brittany, mm-hmm. is working on those, uh, trying to put everything together. So, so. maybe some safety tips about uh, cooking with Fryers, deep fat fryers, and maybe some Christmas tree safety tips. Absolutely. So this will be a good time. Make sure you stay tuned to Mooresville Fire and Rescue, Facebook and Instagram, um, all of the social media so that you can can see what Woody has to say about your holiday preparedness. Absolutely. And and even to all the listeners out there, if you you have general safety questions or anything like that— don't hesitate to give us a call. Um, we'll be glad to reach back out to you if, we, if we're not available and assist you in any way to answer your questions. And if, and if we happen to have material that could be beneficial to you, we will definitely get it to you. Absolutely. Y'all are here to help, not just in the bad times, That's but right. in the preparedness times too. 
Well, Woody, we got a lot going on around town. I know we fire marshal's office always has a lot going on, but we have a lot going on around town that I would definitely want to mention before we close out the show. Coming up this Saturday, we have Low Safety Day with the police department, and I believe multiple for, uh, first responders will be there, maybe including Mooresville Fire Rescue. Um, that's at uh, the Lowe's of Mooresville on 509 River Highway this Saturday, October 14th, 10 and, to 2. And just to let everybody know, I heard a little rumor that there's going to be a helicopter there from, I believe, um, CMC. <gasps> oh, those are so, fun to see up close in yeah, person. The kids would love it. Absolutely. So make sure you come out to that. We also have several car car seat checks coming up. Um, And you can find those details on Mooresville Police Department or Mooresville Fire Rescue social media. And then we do have our Veterans Day events coming up next month. I know we've got several inquiries about those. Those can all be found on MooresvilleVeteransCelebration.com. And the big highlight of that that everybody always asks about is our Veterans Day Parade, which will be Saturday, November 11th. 1 p.m. Main Street, and you can um, participate in that by going on MooresvilleVeteransCelebration.com. Thanks so much for listening today, and we'll see you back next week. Absolutely. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.